Anchor. It's your host Esperance. Um, it's been a while, but yeah, I'm back. And in this episode, I just want to look at a few uh, Bible verses, but um, look at them in context because these are some of the verses that are misquoted uh, most of the time, and we take them out of context just because we want them to uh, sound a certain way, like to fit um, a certain meaning that we have given to them. But uh, looking at them in like in context and then seeing at how they can be applied to us today is a better way to um, actually read the Bible, not just take out a verse because our quote a verse because we want it to mean something that one to give it a meaning that is not even there right all right so a common verse that is misquoted and taken out of a context is uh jeremiah 29 11 we know this this verse it says for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope now um this verse sometimes is taken out of context to say that and and you just like apply it to yourself we just apply it to ourselves saying that God has plans for us and uh, that not for evils to give us a future and a hope but let's back up a little bit and look at the context if we read the verses before that actually starting from uh, verse 4 let me read it says thus says the Lord of hosts the God of Israel to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon build houses and live in them plant gardens and eat their produce take wives and have sons and daughters take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters multiply there and do not decrease but seek the welfare of the city where i have sent you into exile and pray to the lord on its behalf for in its welfare you will find your wealth your welfare for thus says the lord of hosts the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you, and do not listen to the dreams that they dream, for it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord. For thus says the Lord, when seventy years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will store your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. So just from these verses, we can see that this uh, this is the prophet Jeremiah writing to the people who have gone into exile so you read the verses before that uh, the king of babylon had um, attacked jerusalem and taken people uh, some people as hostage not hostage like taking them uh, into exile so they were going into babylon into exile and then there were some people prophets who were prophesying that they're not going to spend their long time however jeremiah says that prophesies and tells them that they're going to spend 70 years there so god is telling them to multiply to uh, cultivate the land to um, get married and have sons and plant gardens and eat food and everything so basically god is telling them to go into exile um, uh, 
that they're going to spend there a lot of time, that they're going into exile, they're going to spend there a long time than they think or than those prophets that are prophesying to them and deceiving them, telling them that they're going to spend uh, a little time there. However, God still tells them that after those 70 years, he'll visit them and he'll take them out of that land and he will uh, take them back into, 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 um, into uh, Jerusalem or their land and he will restore them so that that is the plan that goes that god has for them the plan to restore his people and it's and it's very obvious that from uh this it's clear that god is not talking to like uh, a general people or to talking to one individual specifically god is talking to the nation of israel who has gone into exile so uh when we try to read um jeremiah 29 11 meaning that for i know the plans i have for you and then we take that you as uh, a singular or as personal it's actually not right because that you is in plural and it's it's directed to the nation of israel so it's this people that god is speaking to and he is telling them that he has a plan for them he has a he's going to fulfill his promise to them even though they're in exile after 70 years he's going to to fulfill his promise to them he's going to bring them back into um into the the land and he's going to um to actually uh give them a future give them hope so he's giving them this uh promise to them in in the sense that even though they're going there he shall bring them back so um a good way to actually read this is to first read the context and what is god saying and what is uh who is it written to? What is the audience that it's 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 written to? And then um, the the context, historical background, the meaning of, of the text. So this is a pro- this is a prophecy. So it has a meaning to the people that are hearing that, and it's uh, God actually um, telling them that uh, He is going to visit them after seventy years, and He's going to uh, restore them and pr- fulfill His promise and bring them back to 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 their land. So then a good question would be, um, how would you apply this? How would we apply this to uh, ourselves today? And one way to look at it is to look at um, the character of God. We see that God did eventually fulfill his promise because after the 70 years, the people who had gone into exile came back. After 70 years, they came back to Jerusalem. If you read uh, the book of Ezra and Nehemiah, it tells a story of uh, those who had gone into exile into Babylon and how they come back to Jerusalem and they build up uh, Jerusalem. So uh, God fulfills his promise. One way to apply this to us is to know that this is the same God that we have today. He is, uh, he is faithful to fulfill what he has said he is faithful to fulfill his promises so we can we we trust in our god we trust in god who is faithful to to fulfill his promises and that is a good way to look at the character of god because we know he is faithful and he's a promise keeper so there is no way that he there is no word that he has said that he will not fulfill so uh then we trust god and we put our faith in him that is um the first verse that i wanted to actually um look at and see how uh, we, we take it most of the time out of context meaning that it applies to us God has a plan for me God, yes of course God has a plan for us he has a purpose for us but this text in its original um, 
it's written to the nation of Israel. It's not written to us. However, we can look at the character of God and what he's saying who he is that he is a promise keeper that he fulfills his promises and we can also lay off our lay our trust in him and and trust him completely that he is going to do what he has said that he will do all right so another verse that is mostly misquoted is matthew 7 verse 1 okay so um most of the time this verse is actually misquoted when uh people are either confronted both believers and non-believers and this is very funny because believe non-believers actually do know some verses in the bible but it's very sad when you see a christian just misquote a verse out of the bible just because uh they want to defend themselves and most of the time this verse is quoted when people are coming out from like a defensive uh side like if you are confronted by a fellow believer and then they're telling you okay you should have said this you should have done this and then some and then to you it sounds like you're judging but then they're judging you but then we see that um and they leave all the rest of the verses so reading um uh, matthew 7 verse 1 to 5 it says judge not that you be not judged for with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured to you why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye but do not notice the log that is in your own eye or how can you say that your brother to, i mean how can you say to your brother let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye you hypocrite first take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye so reading this um yes uh we are not called to judge others but it's more from uh, a condemning uh side we are to uh like correct each other in love right because jesus doesn't say judge or don't speak to this because it's clear that um jesus is telling it's more coming from like uh trying to correct your brother but there is uh you also have a log in your own eyes so you are being a hypocrite in the sense that you're trying to address somebody else's sin when you also are living the same sin or doing the same thing but uh in 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 the context you see that jesus is basically addressing hypocrisy when it comes to correcting uh, a fellow brother or fellow believer so uh we are not to just court judge not that you be not judged we are also to look at the context that this verse uh, these verses are written in judging others we are not to condemn others because we know that uh, we too are sinners. We are not to condemn others. But we ought to correct each other and in love. First, I am to first examine myself. Uh, am I right with God? I'm first to take out the log in my own eye and first examine myself. And then I can correct other others or I can correct a fellow brother in Christ so one thing that uh, i mean maybe something some things that i would highlight in this text is that um yes it does say that we are not to judge people but it doesn't say that we are not to address um uh people's mistakes or people's sins right because uh it's it's very evident but we are also not to do that in a condemning way or in the sense of like in a hypocritical way i can't correct somebody who is doing something that i'm also doing both me and that person need to be corrected so that would be a good way to first uh, read uh, 
not just read uh, verse 1 but also read the other verses that follow after that and to understand what is uh, what is Jesus saying or what is going on alright so if you have any other questions or anything else that you would uh, want me to discuss further in future episodes you can uh, contact me on the Facebook page which is Go Deeper and also on the Instagram page which is called Go Deeper Podcast thank you and may God bless you